morning, everybody. Today we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 15. Verse 1 says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Times of difficulty. What makes those days difficult? The word for difficult tries to capture an environment that is violent and dangerous. It's threatening. It's a menace, danger, chaos. And I think this just highlights a spiritual battle and the nature of the fight that we're in. It's not peaceful. The moral foundations of the earth will be shaken and evil will bear fruit and spring with life and terror all over the face of the earth. And those days are here. Paul gives a vivid description of the people who will bring upon such kind of difficulty. So we look in verse 2 to 5 and on. And what I noted was that there are these three descriptions. What will these people be lovers of? They will be lovers of self, lovers of money, and lovers of pleasure. They will not love good. They are not lovers of God, even though they may have the appearance of godliness as well. Spiritually speaking, in terms of their spiritual potency, they are also powerless. And so this is a scary picture of the world. And imagine a world filled with such people who embody these qualities when the purpose of life, the thing that you love, the desires that you seek to appease, is all about just satisfying those three things to satisfy self and money and pleasure. It results in a chaotic and dangerous world when self, money, and pleasure supersedes the desire to do good, to do as God desires in verse 3 and 4. When the desire to look godly and have spiritual authority causes a person to focus on external appearances but are actually spiritually powerless, that results in chaos and hypocrisy. Now, our modern world is filled with this culture of self, where everyone is so focused on satisfying their desires. Their primary concerns are all about that. But when everyone is so focused on self, what also happens? When all this energy is focused on self and me, 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 there is this dearth of resources that's available to love others, love good, to love God. It will lead to competition and fighting and stealing. It leads to massive discontent because others never satisfy and do enough for you. It leads to a massive grab for money, resources, and power so that one can force others to provide you with what you want. And so lovers of self and lovers of money, it naturally leads to all these other qualities that are described here. Now, going back a little bit, Ephesus was a wealthy region because of the trade routes, and, and therefore there was so much wealth that flowed into the city. It was a prosperous and materialistic civilization, and as one commentary puts it, a place where men and women could so easily lose their souls. In Western civilization, we live in an incredibly affluent culture where it's so easy to get completely occupied by building up your life and image or career, earning enough money to get most comforts of life that you'd want, and get totally occupied by that and actually lose touch with reality, the fact of death, eternity, heaven, and hell, and so lose your soul. So this description of Ephesus, Timothy's world, it sounds like our modern civilization that has been so caught up with consumerism and materialistic pleasures. Moreover, the root of this difficulty, the root of all these problems, I think, is love of self. When self is made to when self is made into the false idol, when we make ourselves God, demand to be worshipped and attended to and served by others, that self-assertion and prioritizing one's own self-will, that is the greatest rebellion against God. The other words that describe this picture of the selfish person. Verse 2, proud, arrogant. Verse 4, swollen with conceit. Verse 3, unappeasable. No one can speak to such a person because of their pride and arrogance, because that person's desires are that strong and that stubborn. They strut around with a disregard for all that they have received and therefore are ungrateful. Verse 2, in fact, they are abusive and heartless, brutal toward others, including their own parents. And so familial relationships and ties are are frayed and broken when we become lovers of self. The relational fabric is torn. They are reckless. They do things and live life without any consideration for what impact that their self-centered words and actions do. 
And even if they did, they might not even care. They might even feel justified in doing so because they are simply being true to their emotions. And that's the ugly and frightening picture of someone who's made themselves into God. And that's the environment of difficulty, danger, and threat because you can't get close to such people and not get injured, maimed, hurt, used, and abused. And so stay away from such violence. Stay away from these ways. But that's our world. And that's the world that we are called also to love as lambs amongst wolves. And it is fearful when you have such people amongst your midst. Now as Paul goes on, he writes in this way. So there, there is this culture and people out there who are going to be like this. Lovers of self. Now avoid such people. Set yourself apart from such cultures. Set yourself apart from this. There are those people who are going to be like this. And then there is you. Disciple of Christ, Timothy. He tells Timothy, you however have followed my life and that includes Paul's teaching and conduct and aim in life his faith his patience his love his steadfastness his persecutions and sufferings that have happened to him he tells Timothy but as for you continue in what you have learned and firmly believe knowing from whom you learned it and we are to keep close and to draw near to such people like Apostle Paul and others and to continue in what we have learned and that's the only way that we can be made wise for salvation through faith in Christ Finally, given these two realities that we are people whose life aim is to love God and to love others. And yet the reality is that we live in a hostile world surrounded by those who do not love God and only love self. Given those two realities, what should we expect? We should expect persecution. And so like Noah, when he built the ark in the midst of an unbelieving world and culture by the way that we live our lives, we so also will judge the world and condemn the world. And evil does not like that. The evil forces of the world will push back against that. And so we are to follow in what we have learned. We are to continue in what we have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom we have learned it, verse 14, and to persuade others through God's word of this reality. This will be a task that will be met with opposition, even internal opposition, because people will oppose the truth. Thanks for listening and have a great day.